Good evening and welcome to the Champaign City Council meeting for February 15th, 2022. I invite you all to join me for a moment of silence followed by the pledge. Will the clerk please call the roll? Councilmember Fulmer? Present. Gladney? Present. Inigas? Kyles? Here. Pianfetti? Here. Williams? Present. Beck? Here. Bruno? Mayor Finan? I am also here. I think that we have some fire O's. Is that right, Chief? Uh, good evening, Mayor, and good evening, members of the Council. It's my honor to introduce some new firefighters to you this evening. And let me pull the first one out here. And um, I would ask that you please hold your applause uh, until we get through the fourth firefighter, and, um, and then, then we can all congratulate them at the same time. So the first firefighter I want to introduce you to is Nathan King. You want to come forward? Nathan was hired in September 2021 as a firefighter. He has a total of five years of fire and EMS experience and served previously with the Illinois Air Guard and the Devonport, Iowa Fire Department. He has a bachelor's in fire science from Western Illinois University and is a licensed EMTB. He is married to Josie and they have a son, Kayla. Kaylin, did I say that right, Kaylin? Callan, I'm sorry, Alrighty. I, Nathaniel King, have been appointed to the position of probationary firefighter in the city of Champaign and the county of Champaign. Do hereby swear that I will perform the duties of probationary firefighter to the best of my abilities and that I will, and that I will uphold the Constitution of the state of Illinois and the Constitution of the United States of America to the best of my abilities. Do a picture real fast. I was gonna do one at the same time, but we can do it now. Oh, okay. All right, let's do it. Next firefighter I'd like to introduce to you is Verdell Jones the third. Verdell was hired in September 2021 as a firefighter. He is a graduate of Central High School in Champaign. He has a bachelor's degree in kinesiology from Indiana University, where he was a four-year starter on the men's basketball team. He moved back to Champaign in 2018 after playing professional basketball in Greece, Japan, France, and the NBA G League. In 2019, he started a development program called Fort Sui Foundation, which is an acronym for the sake of our youth. 
He is married to his wife, Dr. Sabrina Khan Jones, and they have a son, Tristan Jackson. And I'm going to go off script a little bit here, Mayor. Um, Verdell asked me not to do this, but I'm going to embarrass him a little bit. So uh, one of the things that's unique about Verdell is that in 2004, he was an eighth grader at Franklin, Franklin School, grade school, and they were playing for the state championship. And at the buzzer in double overtime was a 60-foot shot, 80-foot shot, I'm sorry. <laughs> so he hit this 80-foot shot, which is a three-pointer at the buzzer, and won the game and won the state championship for Franklin and the city of Champaign. So... I, Verdell Jones III, having been appointed to the position of probationary firefighter in the city of Champaign, in the county of Champaign, do hereby swear that I will perform the duties of probationary firefighter to the best of my abilities, and that I will, and that I will uphold the Constitution of the state of Illinois and the Constitution of the United States of America to the best of my abilities. Next firefighter I'd like to introduce you to is Dominic Polizzi. Dominic was hired in September 2021 as a firefighter. He has a total of six years experience in fire and EMS and previously served with Pro Ambulance, Aero Ambulance, and Savoy Volunteer Fire Department. He has a bachelor's degree in interdisciplinary health sciences from the University of Illinois and is a licensed paramedic. He is currently serving in the Illinois Army National Guard as a combat medic advisor for the last seven years. His girlfriend is Stella Kiefer. I, Dominic Pulizzi, having been appointed to the position of probationary firefighter in the city of Champaign and the county of Champaign, do hereby swear that I'll perform the duties of probationary firefighter to the best of my abilities and that I will uphold the Constitution of the state of Illinois and the Constitution of the United States of America to the best of my abilities. And the last firefighter I'd like to introduce you to is Kyle Kiefer. Kyle's actually been with us for three years already, but because of COVID and other issues, uh, this is our first chance to get to know him. So he has a total of 17 years experience in fire and EMS and previously served with the Lincoln Fire Protection District and the Charleston Fire Department. He has an associate's degree in paramedical services from Lakeland College and a BA in Education and General Studies from Eastern Illinois University. Kyle is also a licensed paramedic and previously served eight years with the Illinois Air National Guard. He is married to his wife, Tori, and they have two girls, Lainey and Kimber. I, Kyle Kiefer, have been appointed to the position of firefighter in the city of Champaign, in the county of Champaign, do hereby swear that I will perform the duties of firefighter to the best of my abilities and that I will uphold the Constitution of the State of Illinois and the Constitution of the United States of America to the best of my abilities. Thank you. Congratulations. 
Would uh, everybody please join me in a round of applause for our new firefighters? Come over here, guys. Todd. Todd, I'm going to get one last picture. Thank you, Mayor and Council. Madam Mayor, I move that we approve the minutes of January 18th, 2022 regular council meeting. Second. Is there any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Do we have any correspondence? No. We have no public hearings. Please call the first bill. Council Bill Number 2022-018, an ordinance adopting an amendment to the updated Champaign Tomorrow Comprehensive Plan. So moved. Second. I'm that's, sorry, that's, I'm on, I'm like, 2218 is 22, the appointment. The appointment. Of yeah. Andrea Newman and Joseph Wilson. <laughs> Council bill number 2022-018, a resolution approving the appointments of Andrea Newman and Joseph C. Wilson to the Neighborhood Services Advisory Board in the city of Champaign. So moved. So I have uh, requested appointment of Andrea Newman and Joseph Wilson to the Neighborhood Services Advisory Board. The purpose of this council bill is to present those appointments to the City Council for approval. Their appointments are effective upon council approval. I would note that they are filling unexpired terms, so their term will be until June 30th of 2024. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comments? Please call the roll. Council Member Fulmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council bill passes seven to zero. Please call the next bill. Council bill number 2022-019, a resolution adopting a council policy regarding community gun violence reduction blueprint and codifying such policy. So moved. Second. The purpose of this council bill is to adopt the community gun violence reduction blueprint as a council policy. The community gun violence reduction blueprint sets forth a comprehensive long-term strategy to address the root causes of gun violence impacting the Champaign community. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comments? Council Member Kyles. The, uh, the blueprint and looking forward to the uh, success that it will bring. Anyone else? I just want to thank staff and the community. There is a lot of work um, that took place to get to where we are. There's going to be a lot of work to actually execute on this plan. But um, 
I'm incredibly proud of what we are striving to achieve as a community. Um, and I think this is a really important step toward making a difference. So um, I am happy to support it. Please call the roll. Councilmember Fulmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes, Councilville passes seven to zero. Please call the next bill. Council Bill number 2022-020, a resolution authorizing the purchase of server visualization hardware replacement. So moved. Second. The purpose of the Council Bill is to authorize the city manager to enter into an agreement with Storecom Inc. for the purchase of server virtualization hardware and installation services at a not to exceed cost of $209,000. $62.24. Server virtualization is the process of consolidating many small servers into fewer larger servers, thereby reducing hardware replacement and energy costs. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comments? Please call the roll. Councilmember Fulmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council Bill passes 7-0. to zero. Please call the next bill. Council Bill number 2022-021, a resolution accepting a bid and authorizing the city manager to execute an agreement for the 2022 tree and stump removal project. So moved. Second. The purpose of this council bill is to accept a bid and authorize the city manager to enter into an agreement with Desi Diario Landscaping LLC of Grant Park, Illinois, in the amount of $116,300 for the removal of 82 tree stumps in the city right-of-way as part of the 2022 tree and stump removal project. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wishing to address this issue? Council comment? I just wanted to note that the reason we have a Grant Park bid is because none of our local um, people bid based on the fact that they had so much work available to them. I guess that's a good thing that they have that much work, but that's why it's so far away. Um, please call the roll. Councilmember Fulmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes, Councilman passes seven to zero. Councilmember Pianfetti. Madam Mayor, I move we consolidate Council Bill number 2022-022 and Council Bill number 2022-023. Second. All those in favor of consolidation signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Please call both bills. Council Bill number 2022-022 a resolution accepting a bid and authorizing the city manager to execute an agreement for the Bradley Avenue project. Council bill number 2022-023, a resolution authorizing the city manager to execute a professional services agreement with Lockmuller Group Inc. to provide construction engineering services for the Bradley Avenue project. These council bills authorize actions related to the construction of Bradley Avenue Staley to Bluegrass project. Specifically, the council bills authorize following actions. 
they accept a bid and authorize the city manager to execute a contract in the amount of $899,477.75 with Cross Construction Inc. of Urbana for the construction of Bradley Avenue from Staley Road to Bluegrass Lane Project. It also authorizes an incentive payment to Cross Construction in the amount of up to $22,486.94 if they meet the minority subcontracting and minority employment participation requirements in the contract. It also authorizes the city manager to execute an engineering services agreement with Lockmuller Group, Inc. of Champaign, Illinois in an amount not to exceed $140,307.01 for construction engineering services on the Bradley Avenue Staley Road to Bluegrass Lane project. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this? Please state your name and city of residence and please limit your comments to five minutes or less. Alan Max Axelrod, city of Urbana. Um, I'm not in opposition to this bill, not going to make any nitpicks of it. However, for the council's future consideration, one of the major traffic flow deviations that you have in proximity to the rail traffic is along the intersection uh, of the rail system with Bradley Avenue. If at some future point a viaduct could be constructed for the traffic to bypass beneath it, I think that would be just something uh, very effective to do to make sure that people can use the roadways effectively in Champaign. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Any council comment? Councilmember Kyles. Definitely want to commend staff um, and uh, um, actually also the um, the primes in this for the utilization of um, the CDAP program. Um, a couple of companies are rec recognized, definitely Artmore, Roderick. Um, and I remember they were a company that came here probably, it was a few years back, so seeing their name is uh, definitely something to noteworthy um, and look forward to continuing the, the progress of the CDAP program. Councilmember Fulmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Councilable passes 7 to 0. We're now at the point of our meeting for audience participation. If you wish to speak to the council on any issue, please step forward. State your name and city of residence. Please limit your comments to five minutes or less. Alan Max Axelrod, City of Urbana. So in the summer of 2019, many of the people on this council voted on whether or not to repeal a discriminatory housing policy in this city. That vote failed, and later that policy was renamed so that it didn't call itself discriminatory and some categories were reduced. That was a positive change and the duration of discrimination allowed was reduced. That is a positive change. However, 
Uh, Alicia Beck, you led that, and it was a very important initiative, so thank you for doing that. You were a vote for repealing that bill. Will Kyles, you were a vote for repealing that discriminatory policy. Thank you for that vote. Matt Gladney, you were a vote for repealing that policy. Thank you for doing that. At the time that that vote was held, there were comments about the urgency of this issue being resolved. And in some backroom discussions, there were talks about the 2021 municipal cycle being the time that the votes would then be present to achieve a full repeal of that policy. And in the lead up to the 2023 election, where there appears to be a crisis of confidence among some political factions, you might not have those votes in 2023, depending on what happens. Given the historic urgency around this issue, given the fact that there are people who end up moving to Urbana instead because they cannot actually get a rental unit because they can be discriminated against. And to be clear, this is against renters. It doesn't apply to anybody who wants to buy a home. So if someone is wealthy and they committed the same offenses, walk right into Champaign, buy a home. But if they don't have that money, well, now they have to rent in Urbana. And as an Urbana resident, they're more than welcome to come. That's fine. But when canvassing this community, particularly on the North End, and finding families that literally have somebody as a sublease in their home, questionable whether or not the landlord knew about it, because they couldn't actually rent a home legally in Champaign because of the constant threat of discrimination, where there are volunteers in some of the nonprofits that were just given money tonight that actually have difficulty and a lot of stress on just whether or not they're going to be housed when they have to switch apartment complexes. So my ask is very simple. We now have more city council persons that I'm told are in support of something along these lines. So, Councilman Williams, I hope that you would be in support of such a thing. Councilman Fulmer, I hope that you would be in support of such a thing. Simple math, that is five of you. I think that this is something that in the context of the automatic license plate readers vote, where there is the statements that were made saying that if the data shows that it's not great, we'll get rid of it. My ask is simple. Prove it. Prove that you can repeal something unjust when you have the votes. You have those votes now. Have a good night. Hi, Craig Walker, uh, City of Champaign. Uh, congratulations, thank you for passing an outstanding uh, crime uh, community partnership today. Um, but I came here and I was following this. Uh, housing is an issue in Champaign. It's a critical issue. And there's micro issues. And so one of the things I've been, just wanted to tell a quick story because it needs to maybe reflect some policy or other ideas. Um, I was out canvassing with Samantha Carter in Garden Hills on a cold Saturday, 
And uh, we got to the last house, we're on Edge Road, and our cars were that way, and the last house on the list was down this way. And I'll be honest, I wanted to go that way, but <laughs> Samantha said, no, come on, we're gonna, we're gonna go down here and see, see the resident who's a longtime voter, A-plus voter. And we got there, and we were talking to her, signed the petitions, and she broke down crying. And she said she was gonna lose her home. Uh, that the landlord was evicting her. Not because she hadn't paid her rent, she in fact had a letter from the landlord saying she had paid her rent on time for the last 25 years. Um, but the landlord wants to sell the house. And so we got involved in this process, and for some reason the landlord feels like in order to sell the house, she has to be out. And what we're trying to do right now is, is, is to get the house sold with her in it, and we're, we're exploring several, several options. As Councilman Cowles would say, we have, we're looking at plan A, B, C, and D, <laughs> uh, and E, F, G if necessary to keep her in that home. But it, this is a home on Head Road, kind of more towards the Mattis side, and it's in the interest of the city of Champaign and who this home falls into, whose hands this home falls into. And the reason I say that is because, remember when Samantha Carter was down here talking about what happened in her house with the gunshots? Well, that was based on who was renting that house across, not across the street, but kitty corner. And so the landlord had a, you know, a very lenient policy as it relates to how he was gonna rent that home. Here we have a 62-year-old lady keeps her house and yard immaculate. A necessary element for this community, for that neighborhood, for that street that the city's about to invest across the street a whole bunch of money. So I see it, it goes back to a lot of things. How does a woman pay rent for 25 years and have no equity in a home? Where was no, you know, where was there an opportunity to maybe give some uh, um, assistance in down payment? You know, it, it, you can pay the rent, you can make the note, but it's getting that three, four, five thousand dollars that can be a challenge for seniors. And so, I just wanted to say that this is something the city should look at as a, holistically as it relates to that part of Hedge Road. Uh, two homes sold, both of them with the tenants in it last year. They were 40000 for one, 38 for another. They're both like right next to this house, and for some reason this landlord thinks this house is worth $54,000. And, you know, I, math is math, and, and, you know, that's just not the case. So I am trying to <clears throat> work through the attorney of the landlord and, 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 and get to price reasonable expectations, but I'm also open to ideas that when we're talking about a $40,000 home, maybe 40, Zelle has a, uh, the Zillow estimate is at 46,000. But that's a small investment to maintain a stability of 25 years in a community we're trying to rebuild. And we need to have these kind of pillars so, 
I'll keep you posted. We've had good progress. Me and the attorney are having wonderful emails. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get this done. But I think from a policy standpoint, we need to think about how we can help people stay in their homes, not for not paying rent, but an ability to purchase it at some point with assistance. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is there anyone else? I live at 1213 West Beardsley. Uh, this, is this public comment about, uh, okay. Anything you'd like okay. for five minutes. First of all, I want to say thank you guys for passing the license plates for readers. Hallelujah. Such a marvelous job you've done, so I'm glad you helped to keep us safe and doing the right thing. Uh, another thing I'm here is because uh, I know a lot of money has come in, been allocated for different stuff in the community. And I trust and have faith and believe that this board would make good decisions on where that money goes. Uh, a lot of times we have people making comments about stuff that's not good because a lot of programs has been in existence for a long time and they steady getting money and you don't see improvement. But I do hope that you put in place that whoever you give this money to that you can come back and look up the statistics and data on what they're doing with the money and what progress they're doing with it before they get any more because we don't want to use a phrase as, some people want to use poverty pimps. It's not poverty, well, in effect, it could be pimping the city. It ain't poverty, but it is poverty and we need the money for things we need it for. And gun violence take a lot of money and a lot of different tools to implement to make sure things work. I mean, a lot of things that we try sometimes might be the first time we're trying, but we got to be able to step out there with that big heart and that big leap and try to get something done, not keep staying on the same page, a page that has not been working. As uh, long as it's good things and new things and not the same things they've been doing that did not work, uh, I feel good about that. Hallelujah. And another thing is that we need to start bringing in these people that have been a lot of people that's been affected by gun violence and let them speak on what they want and just not the people speaking on the other people speaking on it that have not even been affected with gun violence. We need to approach where when you're having all these meetings, you need to bring in some of these kids in these meetings and let them do their talking on how they feel about stuff, not just the grown-ups, because the kids are the ones that's doing it. So you need to get kids input on how they feel about what's going on, because if you don't get into their heads and their minds, we can't fix this problem because we're trying to fix it and we're not getting what they're feeling and what they're going through and what they think they might want. And not only that, some of the families see what the families might want. Hallelujah, get people going out and talking to these families because I know I've experienced gun violence with my sister, my nephew, and then a very close friend of mine and other people, hallelujah. So. I'm not just talking up here to be talking. I'm talking because I'm serious and I want something done. Hallelujah. And again, I want to thank you guys for all the good work you're doing. And I really have faith and believe in you guys will do a good job on whatever you guys do. Amen. Thank you. Anyone else? Mark Tim Miller, Champagne. Um, I was very happy to see when you had the construction company to work on Bradley, you had minority inclusion. That's real good. That could bring a change by getting um, young black men working, you know, at good jobs, good pay, and getting companies involved. Um, 
The money y'all putting into the gun violence, putting money in the people, that's wonderful. You know, I've been up here for 14, 15 years talking about putting money in the people instead of in the corporations and land developments. And I'm glad to see this happening in Champaign, especially from this council. But I got something else I want to bring up. I, I work for Cunningham Township. I'm the county outreach for homeless. I deal with homeless people every day, all day. Um, we got to get a, uh, we have a shelter, but it's privately owned. So they make their own rules in which they have that right. We need to have a city meeting. I need one of the councils that has to have a meeting about getting the shelter in Champaign and one of y'all to second it, cause it's really needed. Y'all can go into partnership with a banner because there's ain't nothing but a street that separates this city. You need the university involved. You need call hospital involved. We need all these partners involved. I have talked to um, neighborhood services about having a, some kind of, I say, a community summit where you can brainstorm and make things happen. But we need to get this on the agenda, and we need it like this year. We, we got no more years to go without a shelter. Is Oakland, California, one of the poorest cities in the United States, can have a city shelter? One of the wealthiest cities in the United States should be able to have a shelter. We, we never hit the, the, the red at any time in Champaign. We came pretty close. We always stayed in the black. That means we a city with money. When we use the money to, to help the least, you know, um, and I was thinking about what Alan Axelrod said about we give landlords the choice not to take um, vouchers. That's not fair to the poor community, you know. They, they, they should, a voucher is just as much as, just the same as cash. It pays your rent. Maybe these people may need some casework. And, you know, we, you know, um, I just look at how far I then came in the positions where I end up in life and where I'm at now. And it wasn't that I was actually doing it on my own. I had a lot of support. And at this time, our community, some people in our people, the community needs a lot of support. And I really want y'all to really work on this shelter this year. We should not go in the year um, 223 without a shelter in Champaign of Battle because it's needed. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Uh, before I get started, could I please make use of the overhead? Absolutely. I need Do you to know show how to turn things. it on? Oh, there we go. Oh, how do you change the size? Is it possible to make it a little bit smaller? Oh. Sorry about the confusion. Just a little bit, I mean. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, thank you. Uh, good evening. My name is Randall or Leslie Krause, um, resident of Champaign. Uh, this is going to be a two-part speech addressing the issue of snow removal, or rather lack thereof, uh, on the sidewalks in the city of Champaign and how it affects the accessibility of pedestrians, including our most vulnerable populations, such as our senior citizens, 
physically disabled and children. Keep in mind, snow removal is something that's always been of interest to me, and it even runs in my family. My grandfather, Frederick Krause, invented and patented a rotary snowplow in 1963, which featured substantial improvements to mechanical efficiency, and some of those are even incorporated in modern walk-behind snowblowers. Back in high school, I also built a sidewalk snowplow, which you can see here, to clear the sidewalks around the apartment complex where I lived at John Amatis and grew up. And more recently, when the city adopted its original sidewalk snow removal ordinance, I spoke in front of the council at that time about the boundaries, not including the west half of Neal Street, um, for which, thankfully, the city agreed to uh, make an amend amendment to that ordinance accordingly. And indeed, South Neal Street has always been of concern to me because as a pedestrian, it's not only near where I live at Green and Neal, um, but also I often walk that route. Oh, sorry. Indeed, uh, my dentist is on South Neal, my landlord is on South Neal, my mother used to work at Wolf Research on South Neal, uh, and you know, the list goes on. So South Neal also, though, happens to be a prime example of just how ineffective this sidewalk snow removal ordinance is by placing responsibility on the property owners to do their part and yet expecting these property owners to actually fulfill their obligations is unrealistic at best. In fact, just take a look at some of these photos. Uh, here we go with Concord Custom Cleaners, which is now closed. It's kind of dark, sorry, but uh, there's a man walking there on, right on the street and the MTD bus right behind him. Um, you can't, obviously can't walk there. Um, here we go with Royal Plaza, just one block south. Uh, the street completely clear, sidewalk obstructed. Uh, another view of 505 South Neal Royal Plaza, now Neal Street Commons. Can't get through there. Um, what's the CVS? Oh, no, they don't clear their sidewalk either. Uh, okay, Starcrest Cleaners, doesn't look like they care about clearing their sidewalk. Park Hill Plaza, hmm, there's a big, pretty big mound of snow there. Definitely not going to walk through there. Okay, here we have the uh, Safe Light Auto Glass. Um, you're not going to be able to walk through there either. Uh, Safe Light Auto Glass further south. Uh, this was the DNB Dumpling Restaurant, just further south of that. Nope. Uh, we have the Bacon and Van Vuskirk. Definitely not clear there. Uh, this was an office building just south of there. And of course, this is Simplified Computers. Not going to get through there. Um, and this is the, what's this called? This is called the 905 Center Strip Mall, just south of Simplified Computers. Can't get through there. And of course, uh, Marine Bank. Um, you can see here, just Circle K. Uh, the Hilton Garden Inn, you even make it all the way down to McDonald's. So you just can't get through any of these areas. So and the problem also extends to MTD bus routes, as riders often have no choice but to board the light from within the roadway, given that the sidewalks are filled with mounds of snow. And likewise, the viaducts suffer from similar negligence as CN. Railroad doesn't fulfill its civic duty to remove snow from the sidewalks any more than the myriad of property owners along Neal Street. WCIE News even did a story last Wednesday on the issue of sidewalk snow removal, in particular the highway overpass on North Prospect, where pedestrians were forced to walk into oncoming traffic because the sidewalks were covered with snow. This, like so many other examples, is a dangerous situation for pedestrians and vehicles. Um, yet neither IDOT nor the city accepted responsibility for the public safety hazard. 
You know, what concerns me most is how these companies that choose to do business in Champagne, even major chains like CVS, Dunkin' Donuts, and McDonald's, can so brazenly shirk their legal obligation to clear their sidewalks in front of their property. Some even go so far as to use the city sidewalks as personal dumping grounds when plowing snow from their private parking lots, such as Tepper Electric here. I believe everyone should be able to travel safely and equitably through the city of Champaign. Certainly no person should be unfairly disadvantaged only because motor vehicles consistently take priority in our society. As I'm running out of time next week, I'll present some possible solutions and alternatives to manage these problems, both for the benefit of the city as well as our residents and visitors alike. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is there anyone else? I'm Latasha Foreman. I live at 907 South Mattis. Um, I came here tonight to um, basically address the council um, because I've had a number of um, issues where I've made complaints about landlord, the landlord where I live at specifically now. And um, I had basically last minute um, responses, you know, where the day y'all were supposed to come out, basically, I don't know if y'all the people that actually come out, but I got a call saying, hey, we're not coming this day, you know, but they did end up sending somebody out. Um, I had like a number of complaints the first um, three weeks I was moving into my apartment, but the landlord evidently felt like he didn't have to um, respond to the complaints. That's why I ended up coming to the city. And then I got the same response from the city, you know, and still to this day, um, I hadn't got any response back from the city, but somebody since then has set a fire at my apartment, you know, um, so I'm dealing with a lot of stuff and I'm constantly running into these brick walls with dealing with the people in authority and power, you know, where they're not holding up to what they say they signed up for, you know? So um, I'm here with my daughter tonight and basically we, we're homeless. We've been displaced once again. Um, I dealt with this last year, but we were living in a banner and for some kind of way they switched us over to Champagne. I'm not understanding if this is a, a business that some people do or what, but we're in the midst of it, you know? Um, no, no help from the local agencies here. Um, um, uh, we've been actually, I, I denied using services that they have. They put us out, in, out of hotels. You know, uh, just constant, um, what I call mental abuse is what it is, you know, because my daughter is subject to sleeping um, in my car, you know, but y'all have agencies that say they help these people. We slept in my car for four months, you know, we had two DCFS cases open, you know, I'm just not understanding what people in this place do, you know. And I did hear somebody talking about the shelter. There's no place for a woman and a child unless you're dealing with domestic violence. You know, it's just a mess after a minute, you know. I just don't know who to talk to, who to turn to. Don't trust nobody, you know, because I constantly keep on getting um, the backlash from people in authority, you know. Um, like I said, I'm, I've been here basically all my life. I was a ward of the state. I was a part of Cunningham Children's Home Program. You know, I chose not to really be on the program, but I rehabilitated my life through me and God, you know. Having been a problem to y'all place, I'm from Chicago, you know. 
but I just, you know, don't understand how business is being ran like this every day. You know, people's lives, their children, you know, I've been locked up for stuff I didn't do. I've been sprayed by, you know, with these, by the police, with maids, you know, just constant. And then it's like I, when I make my voice, nobody act like they hear me, you know. So I stop saying anything. I just calm the situations down, try to do what I know to do, but I'm tired of that. I shouldn't have to live like that. My daughter shouldn't have to live like this, you know. We can't get no assistance from nobody. It's a mess. You know, I'm not understanding what's going on here. You know, so I just felt like tonight that I was coming down here to address the council, at least on that issue, you know. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just too much going on. Yeah, so that's all I came for. Thank you. Is there anyone else who wishes to address the council? I think one of our city staffers is going to see if they can help. I'm Albert Moore, live at 1601 West University in Champaign. You might recognize that address. Corner of uh, Thayer and University. There was a shootout there last Friday. Our house was hit, went through our front window at an angle, came from University Avenue to a, aiming at the other person who evidently was turned around at on the corner of Pear, on Fair Street and was shooting back. Uh, the police recovered 35 spent shells. This is a residential neighborhood. I grew up right in that neighborhood. My wife grew we up in that did. neighborhood. Our kids went to Dr. Howard. We both went to Dr. Howard. My mother did as well. The, we uh, lived in this neighborhood all our lives. And to have this kind of thing happen is you feel violated and angry. Um, we're really not sure what the solution is going to be. However, I understand the police force is down 25. Hopefully the latest bill that you guys passed or proposed is going to help remedy that. And maybe if you can appropriate more money to bump that force up to 30, you know, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of retirements. I'm sure several of the officers that were out investigating the crime scene at my house, yeah, I'm sure they're probably getting very weary of doing this type of thing. Well, we know that for a fact because one of them spoke to us about it. It's, uh, of course, it's very stressful for them, as well as us. Uh, something like this has never happened in the neighborhood. You've lived there for... We have lived there for 48 years. Yeah. We hope to stay until we can't stay there any longer. Um, it's a... Um, the solution, <laughs> of course, you know, the latest gun violence program that you passed, hopefully that's a path forward. Um, I think that we can only add to that would be, like I said, instead of just fulfilling the 25 positions that's lacking at the police department, bump that up. 
make it 30. There's going to be retirements. There's going to be officers off duty for various reasons. You know, get a steady pipeline going. The uh, other thing that I think we need to address is the opportunities for these young people that are out there that seem to find that it's a necessity for them or fulfillment of some sort for them to be engaged in this type of activity. And it really has to stop. We were lucky enough, we left the house about 15 minutes before. Before this happened. Before it. If we had heard those gunshots, we would have gotten up, looked out our front windows where the bullet came through, and one of us could have very well been hit. We also have a small tree in our front yard, <laughs> in the middle of our front yard that we planted, who... Uh, the the tree was hit, a branch was uh, broken off. Just this past fall, my grandson was standing at that tree, decorating it with little homemade bird feeders that we had made. That gunshot could have killed him. There's three kids across the street that are homeschooled. The day before, I noticed them outside playing in the snow, just across the street. The person on fair returned fire in that direction. You know, they found uh, traces of bullets, although they were buried in the snow, where they've actually, thank goodness they weren't, you know, 35 shell casings, that's quite a few. But yeah. I appreciate the police for coming out. I did make a call. To them, uh, hopefully we'll be back in touch. We haven't heard whether these culprits were caught or not. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. you. Thank you for coming. Is there anyone else who wishes to address the council? Seeing none, council comment? Councilmember Beck. So thanks to all the community members that came out today to talk to us about the various issues that you're concerned about. One of the things that I find remarkable is when people want to make change in their communities and want to address the things that are happening in a positive way. What I also find interesting is when people decide to, when people decide to actually come in and when they decide enough is enough. Gun violence is not new in our community. It's not new to University Avenue. I mean, it is new maybe to that particular part on University Avenue. But it's not new to our community. It's been happening in neighborhoods that are predominantly black and brown. But until it happened to a white neighborhood, certain people don't come forward and they don't care. So my message to you this evening is that when it it's 13 and 14 year old black children dying in the street. We should be just as concerned as if it's a neighborhood that is predominantly white and is upper middle class. And so I appreciate people coming in and telling us their concerns and being upset. But until you come in because somebody else's neighborhood is being shot up, 
I don't want to hear it. I want you to come in because you're concerned that black and brown babies are being shot in the street. And that's what I want to hear. Period. I'm sorry, but it's time for council comment. Is there any other council member who wishes to speak? Council member Fulmer. I just want to second that. Is there anyone else who wishes to speak? All right, city manager. Your Honor, the administration requests a closed session to discuss collective negotiating matters, and we will hold the closed session in this chambers after the public has cleared the room. All right, so we need a motion. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. Madam Mayor, I move we approve the vendor payments in the amount of $1,665,281.20. Second. Any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Madam Mayor, I move that we approve the payroll of February 4th, 2022 in the amount of $1,887,059.18. Second. Is there any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Madam Mayor, I move that we adjourn into closed session followed by adjournment. Second. Is there any discussion? Uh, Fred. For collective negotiating matters, okay. followed by adjournment. Will the clerk please call the roll? Councilmember Fulmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Kyles? Fianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. 